Welcome to Better Animal Handling, Chapter 9, Episode 57. From the center of Missouri, USA, I'm C.B. Chastain, your guide to better animal handling, and Abby, my cattle dog and horsing around buddy co-host. Say hi, Abby. Our goals are to improve your knowledge of why domestic animals from Chihuahuas to Clydesdales act as they do and how to better handle them safely and humanely. Today's episode's on Vince Materials. Our topics for this week are comparisons of wire strand, electric, wire mesh, rail or pipe, plank and board, and panel fencing. Also, types of fence posts. Fence materials for ranch and farm animals include wire strand, which includes barbed wire, electric, woven mesh, rail, which includes pipe or buck fence, plank, and panel. The most common farm fencing material in the United States is barbed wire. Barbed wire is two or more twisted strands of regular or high tensile wire with two to four wire barbs with sharp points added every five to six inches. It can be put on wood posts or steel T-post set in the ground eight to twenty feet apart. Barbed wire fencing is relatively inexpensive. It was developed in 1867 by New York blacksmith Michael Kelly for containing cattle. The design was improved on by Joseph Glidden. There's now 52 billion miles of barbed wire fence in the United States. Barbed wire works relatively well for cattle because of their behavior and thick skin. However, barbed wire fencing is unacceptable for any other species. Because of the injuries it can cause to animals other than cattle, it's been called the devil's rope. A minimum of four wires of 16 and a half gauge should be used for cattle containment. Barbed wire should never be electrified. An animal caught in barbed wire will struggle violently if also electrocuted and become severely lacerated. In some states, electrifying barbed wire is illegal. The strand of electrified smooth wire on offset insulators mounted on the pasture side of the fencing can be used to augment a barbed wire fence. This can be particularly helpful if keeping a bull separate from heifers. High tensile smooth wire fence is 11 to 14 gauge. High tension wire is a better choice than barbed wire for cattle, especially if also electrified, but high tension wire is more expensive. Thick wire that is strung tight is an effective barrier without being electrified. High tension wire requires heavy corner braces for proper stretching and strength to withstand the cow bumping or pushing into the wire. Brace wires for corners should be placed on the 
outside of pasture fencing to prevent entrapment of a leg. Tension fences the braces at corners in every one-eighth mile. Standard high tensile wire has three to five strands with posts every 10 to 12 feet. High tensile polymer rail, which are plastic straps, has the appearance of plank fencing since it's made with two high tensile steel wires joined by a four to six inch sheet of vinyl. Electric fences have been used since the 1930s and are suitable for all mammalian farm animals. Advantages include relatively low expense, low maintenance, easily modified, little to no skin damage. It's a deterrent to trespassers and predators and its portability is useful in the subdividing pastures and pasture management. Electric fencing is for enclosing pastures. It's dangerous for animals and handlers if used on small enclosures because of the increased risk of an animal touching it, becoming agitated, and having limited room to move away. Electric fence consists of a fence charger conducting line, which is 9 to 14 gauge smooth wire, or rope with copper or steel strands, conducting tape, or conducting mesh and insulators for posts. Insulators prevent a metal post or a wet wooden post from shorting out the fence. Fiberglass and plastic fence posts may not need insulators. Grass and weeds underneath older electric fences should be kept trimmed to prevent shorting out the fence when wet. Modern low impedance models do not short out from contact with wet vegetation, or cause fires during drought, as older models can. However, vegetation should also be regularly trimmed under newer electric fencing, since if vegetation touches it, some of the effectiveness of the fence will be drained. Electric fences use very little electricity. Chargers, also called controller or energizers, are plug-in battery or solar-powered. Plug-in chargers are more dependable and less expensive in the long run than battery-powered units. Solar-powered chargers have the highest initial costs. Under some circumstances, solar chargers are adequate, but solar chargers are not as powerful as AC chargers. For the safety of animals and humans, the charger should pulsate about once per second. Chargers need to be grounded using 6 to 8-foot steel or copper rods driven into the ground at least four feet or however deep the constant moisture level is in the soil. Ground rods need to be at least 10 feet apart and connected by copper wire and at least 50 feet away from other ground rods or mounted metal objects. Otherwise, stray voltage problems may occur. Additional ground rods are needed every 3,000 feet. If lightning is common, additional ground rods should be placed at least every 150 feet to minimize the damage to the fence and the risk of electric strike reaching livestock. Because livestock have a horizontal posture with four legs on the ground, they're more likely to die from lightning strike than humans. Charger output is measured in pulses of joules, 
One jewel will charge a strand of electric fence six miles. Because of their hair coats, animals are better insulated from electric shock than humans. Ground wires will permit a charge delivered when the ground surface is dry. It's important in droughts when animals may be trying to feed under a fence after the pastures are depleted. One wire is used for temporary confinement to a grazing area as in subdividing a pasture. One electric wire is also sufficient as a barrier on the animal containment side to reinforce an otherwise weak non-electric fencing. One electric reinforcement wire may be ineffective during dry weather due to inadequate grounding. Multiple wire fences should contain at least three wires with alternating hot and ground wires. If four wires are used, the second wire should be the ground wire. If five wires are strung, the second and fourth wire should be grounds. Multiple wire electric fences can be effective for long distances in dry areas and can help control predators. Electric fences should be marked with public warnings every 200 to 250 feet. An electric wire six to eight inches off the ground can be helpful in stray dog control. At least 5,000 volts on the fence line is required to keep predators out. To deter horses, 2,000 to 3,000 volts are recommended. Ruminant livestock require 2,000 to 5,000 volts and possibly more for bulls. Standard steel or aluminum wire can be used. Aluminum is rust-proof and conducts electricity better than steel, but the conductivity of aluminum is only about 60% of copper, which is the best for conduction. Steel only has 10% of the conductivity of copper. Electric tape adds increased visibility, but tape flutters in the wind and can get weighed down by ice. Fluttering can be reduced by twisting the tape between the fence poles. Polyester rope with interwoven copper or steel threads can function both as an electric and a physical containment system. The number of strands needed for primary fencing should be sufficient to keep livestock from putting their heads between the strands and then getting shocked. The electric shock on their neck may cause them to jump forward, sending them into the fence and destroying it. Only one strand may be sufficient for perimeter fencing or cross fencing. One strand of electric fence can also be used to supplement other fencing, such as inside mesh fencing for horses to prevent horses from pushing on the mesh to scratch themselves or along the bottom of a hog fence to prevent hogs from rooting under the fence. An electric strand along the bottom of the fence can also be used as a deterrent for roaming packs of dogs or wild predators. Electric fences have the disadvantages of possibly losing power and the visibility of the wire may be low. However, fladry, which are strips of fabric tied to electric strands, can enhance the fence's visibility. Electric fencing is not very effective for thickly coated animals or animals in powder snow. Lightning is a common cause of electric fence failure. People should never stand by an electric fence in a thunderstorm due to the risk of transmitted lightning strike. Abby says the only shocking experience she wants is for me to remember her birthday.
Wire mesh affords the best protection from escape and from the entry of predators other than raptors. Mesh fencing is preferable for small ruminants, poultry, and mares of foals. The size of the mesh opening should be appropriate for the species. Cattle mesh, also called field mesh, is often 4 by 4 inch spaces or larger. It's economical and effective for cattle, but dangerously large openings for other species. Cattle mesh should only be used to contain cattle. Mesh may be welded wire or woven. Woven wire mesh is tied in the corners of each space, not spot welded. It's relatively expensive, but it's the best choice for strength. Woven wire is sold in 20 rod rolls, which are 330 feet long, made of aluminum or galvanized steel. Vertical wires are called stay wires and horizontal wires are line wires. A tag with a code of 10-47-6-9 means 10 horizontal wires, 47 inches tall, 6 inches between stay wires, and 9 gauge wire. Top and bottom wires are thicker. Adult cattle require 9 gauge wire and chicken wire is 20 gauge. Horse or ruminant mesh should be woven. It can have square, rectangular, or V-shaped openings. Poultry wire is welded in hexagonal openings. Galvanized wire, which is dipped in hot zinc oxide, is more resistant to rust. All fasteners should be galvanized as Class 3, the heaviest galvanizing. During fence construction, mesh wire should be stapled on the contained animal side of the fence post. Maintenance should include keeping fence line free of weeds and vines. Enclosures of mesh fencing should have mesh gates. Mesh gates are safer than tube gates. They're less likely to allow legs to get caught and are necessary to continue the predator control that mesh fences provide. Chain link, also called slack loan or hurricane fence, is relatively expensive and neither welded nor tied at junctions. The wires run vertically and hooks around the adjacent wire creating a diamond pattern. The tube posts and top tube rails of residential chain link fencing is too weak to withstand the pressure from large animals. And the peaks of the diamonds of the mesh usually project above the top tube railing which could snag halters, ear tags, neck chains, or other body attachments. Welded steel pipe fence provides the greatest strength and is often used for stallion pins. It's unforgiving if bumped into and if the rail spacing is too wide, a head or leg can become caught. Component pipe fencing is galvanized steel with horizontal rail connections that swivel to accommodate changes in terrain and are simple to install but expensive. Another form of steel rail is interlocking steel pipes that run through holes and wooden posts. Repair of pipe fencing requires welding skills. Aluminum rails are commercially available 
but may not have sufficient strength for livestock. Virginia rail fencing is zigzagged rails. Split rail requires chiseled holes and posts to hold the horizontal rails. No posts are required for Virginia rail fencing. A buck fence, also called a jackleg fence, is a rail fence. It's used in terrain with frozen, rocky, or soggy ground because post holes do not have to be dug. Four or five inch diameter poles are used. The fence supports are five to eight feet poles called bucks. Two buck posts are joined together in an X-shaped. The crossed buck posts are joined by a 10-foot horizontal top rail, three to four outside horizontal rails, and one inside horizontal rail called the rub pole. Plank fencing can be made of wood or vinyl or a combination. Wood plank fencing is the most traditional horse fencing in the United States. It also is the most expensive plank fencing and requires the highest maintenance. Wood plank is oak or treated pine or poplar. Pressure treatment of softwoods with copper compounds will provide some resistance to rot. The quality of pressure treatment and the duration of resistance to rot varies. Planks are one to two inches thick and four to six inches wide. Horses will chew pine planks and all wood planks have to be repainted on a regular basis. They may bow or crack or break, especially if horses can rub on them, and there's a potential nail hazard. Wood plank fencing often requires the use of an electric wire added to the top rail to aid in the horses having respect for the fence. To enhance a wood fence's strength, horizontal poles or planks should span three posts. Therefore, horizontal planks on a fence with posts eight feet apart should be 16 feet long. Nailed plank ends and middles should alternate going up and down the post. Wood planks should be spaced wide enough to prevent trapping of an adult animal's head and small enough to prevent escape of young animals. Nailing a top board flat on top of posts enhances the fence's stability and reduces chewing damage to the fence. Wood plank fencing can be painted or stained. White paint is the most visible at night. Vinyl PVC plank is lower maintenance than wood but will develop mildew, particularly on the north side, and will have to be power washed with mildew removing chemicals. Vinyl plank fencing is expensive. Horses that rub on the fence can break or pop the planks out of the posts. If kicked, vinyl planks can break, splinter, and leave sharp edges, which are dangerous. An electric barrier wire is generally needed on the inside of the top rail. There's a variety of vinyl fencing, but not all vinyl fencing is strong enough for horses. Hollow plank is not strong enough to withstand the pressures that horses exert on fences. Vinyl plank with internal ribs may be strong enough for some horses. Vinyl clad, polymer coated plank, is wood plank that has been dipped in vinyl. It's much stronger than hollow or ribbed vinyl plank, 
but it can warp with age. Vinyl used for fencing must contain a UV inhibitor or it will become brittle and crack with exposure to sunlight. All wood or vinyl plank fencing must be repaired immediately or enclosed animals removed to another area of containment. Not only is escape possible when planks break, but broken planks can become spears that can impale animals. Concrete can be impregnated with wood colors and poured in molds that produce a surface texture of wood. Concrete plank fence is durable but dangerous to animals that run into it. Evie says, I don't need to worry about concrete fencing. I run like a turtle in a sack race. Oh, true, but a brutal critique, Abby. Panels are welded steel rods 8 to 16 feet long. Their primary advantage is portability. Panels are used for quickly assembled pens for cattle, horses, and hogs. Panel heights vary by the intended species. Cattle panels are 50 inches tall. Horse panels are 60 inches tall. And hog panels are 34 inches tall. Panels are used for equine training pens and for isolation of sick, new, or injured horses. Square openings in the panel should be appropriate for the species. Feedlot panels have shorter height openings as they approach the ground level, which reduces the risk of a hoof getting caught or a piglet's head getting through and caught. Posts can be wood, steel, plastic, fiberglass, stone, or concrete. Steel, fiberglass, and plastic posts are usually driven to be placed in the ground. Stone, concrete, Vinyl or vinyl clad must be hand set in dug holes. Wood posts can be driven or hand set. Wood posts set with a hydraulic post hole driver are the most stable. Wood posts that resist rot and insect infestation include cedar, cypress, redwood, and pressure treated pine or fir. Wood line posts are typically set eight feet apart, but in straight stretches of level ground they can go 15 feet. Fence posts and pins should be five to six feet tall. Posts for high tensile wire or electrified rope can be up to 30 feet apart. Posts for corrals or round pins should be six feet apart. Wood corner and gate posts are typically buried or driven four feet deep or buried one-third of their length, whichever is deeper. They should be at least eight inches in diameter for corner and gate posts, and brace posts should be five inches in diameter or greater. Line posts are usually four inches in diameter. Livestock will chew the edges off of square posts if the posts are on the animal side of the fence. Round posts that are faced or half round allow for more secure attachment for mesh fencing without edges that the animal can easily chew on. Steel T-posts for horses should be topped with mushroom-shaped caps to reduce the risk of impalement. 
Wooden line posts should be used every 50 to 75 feet of T-posts to keep T-posts from bending if pushed on by horses or cattle. Now let's recap the key points to remember from today's episode. Barbed wire is only safe for containing cattle. Electric fence is effective for all mammalian livestock and horses. The appropriate size of holes and mesh fencing depends on the species to be contained. Plank or wooden board fencing is high maintenance. Metal T-posts can impale rowdy horses. Abby says it's time to wrap up this episode. More information on animal handling is available in my book, Animal Handling and Physical Restraint, published by CRC Press. It's also available on Amazon and for many other fine book supply sources. Additional information is available at betteranimalhandling.com. Don't forget, serious injury or death can result from handling or restraining some animals. Safe and effective handling and restraint requires experience and continual practice. Acquisition of the needed skills should be under the supervision of an experienced animal handler. Thanks for listening. Abby and I hope you'll come back next week when I'll talk about species considerations for fencing. Hey Abby, do you believe our representatives in Congress are dumb as a post? Oh, you think they're not dumb, just stuck in the mud and need some uninsulated electric wiring. Sounds good to me. Mm-hmm.